It's gorgeous. That's a beautiful. Is that a Noel Carroll original? Yeah. Oh. It's Novus. 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 That would be a great costume for you. I like would be like a, a full-on classic like 70s Elvis with the yeah, with yeah. the bedazzling. Oh, I'd have to be bedazzling. And be Novus. Uh, he'd have to have the bell bottoms. Oh yeah. The kung fu attitude. Kung fu attitude for all sure. the way. For sure. I love that that was part of the the end of his legacy was just kicks. And yeah. you know, swipes in the air like that. That he just was like, yeah. You well, know. wasn't he like like a seventh degree black belt or I something? I don't know. Like his kung fu was supposed he to had, be pretty he did great. Some, he did some self defense. Like he actually was was good at it. Like mm. it wasn't just an act. It was something that he practiced and did and was part of his life. And he got really good at it. Can you imagine yeah. being like the thugs in the alley that are trying to mug <laughs> a guy, and you're going for the mugging, and then the, the right right away, the person you're mugging, you're like, oh, it's Elvis Presley. Well, it's well, gonna be. A lot I mean, of mu- he's gonna be rich. So it's gonna should, be rich, so we it. should definitely continue our mugging. And then, and then he's and, just and like he roundhouse, just, <laughs> roundhouse, <Yeah. kick>. roundhouse <laughs> kick, uppercut. Exactly. Oh, this microphone. No, I don't know why it's it's is buzzing and making. It hasn't been giving us trouble for is a it while. Also buzzing in the audience's ears. Uh, yes. Or only it is. Yes. Well, yes, that's so. not gonna work. It's not not going to work. At the guy, I can cut this out if you want. I can try to edit. Scenes. It's I, just a crappy microphone. Yeah, and I mean, if I hold it right here, it no, maybe maybe scoot it where you won't accidentally come in contact with it. Where I won't actually, can. where I can't be heard. Yeah, I want to make sure. Here's the thing, Noel. Say, scoot it to a place where Noel, they can't hear you. Say less. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just gonna pull back. Just kidding. I'm gonna just pull kidding. back. No. I I, I it, think that this is a sign that I've contributed too much. No. And then in the last 200 years, no. I did my part. No. And now, it's to sail off into the moonset. Into the moonset. Yes. <laughs> That's good. The moon is setting. And you got to sail And I'm going to ride a cow. Do it. Into the moonset. And then, and then when we get close, th- what's going to happen is the cow is going to then jump over the moon. There like you go. It, like it does in Good Night Moon. Aww. Yeah. That's a good childhood story. And then I'll go, good night to all. And then yeah. I'll disappear. And it's it'll be beautiful. The legend of Nolvis. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you, you think that would be beautiful? Yeah, and you'll go, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very much. I've appreciated spending all this time with all y'all talking about the environment, trying to help people. Trying to help people out. <laughs> do better things. For, trying to save the world. And uh, I think I've done my part. So I'm going to take my karate kicks, my cow, and I'm going to jump over the moon. That's that's the Elvis story, the Nolvis story. The Nolvis story. Hi, everybody. Hi, Veronica. Hi, Hi, Noel. Happy (laughs) podcast day. (laughs) (laughs) That was Noel just taking a a drink of water, listener. Um, While doing the show. While doing the show. Multitasking. Multitasking. That's what you have to do when you do the podcast, because we have 11 billion things to get done today, and yet we got to squeeze in a time to talk to the fans. Look, folks, you just got to know what you mean to us. Yes, because this is uh, not the ideal window of time, but we're making time. We have a lot. There's a lot on the plate right now. A lot to do. All all three of your your hosts Mm -hmm. and producers, well, two hosts and producers, the Mm -hmm. three of us. The three of us. All have calls. 
and things. Almost immediately after this is over. Yes. Yeah, this we, is crazy. Yeah. We're, we're very, it's a crazy day. It's a crazy yeah. day so for us, but we're we, going to do it. We want you to know we care, and we know that the top quality content, top quality content. is important. But that being said, yes, we, sh- we won't dilly-dally we too much. We can't dilly-dally because we got to get to it because we don't have time. Yeah, we don't have time. But we have things. We just explained to the audience yes, that yes. we love them, but we have to leave them. Yes. But I have, Not forever. I'm not. Not forever. I'm not. Cowing off into the moonset, people. Yeah, I was a joke. That, he's gonna that do was Nolvis. He'll do that in another 200 years. 200, two to three. Two to three hundred years. You know, you want me to be quiet, but I'm not going to do it. I you will, can't I silence me. I will not. I will not be. You can't silenced. censor me. I won't. I never will. Right. Well, I do bleep you out every week. Oh, I guess you can censor me. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. I can, I can, in fact, you, be censored. You can, too. in fact, be censored. Um, but this week, we're, we're so I'm going to give everybody just a little bit of a warning up front. It's, okay. a, it's a subject matter. So when I decided to talk about this one this week, mm. so usually when I'm researching for um, you know topic, I'm looking at all the environmental websites, including our own. I started our own. I started Biofriendly Planet because that's the place that you want to start. Yes. And there's a reason why? Because every other dadgum website, it was July was the hottest month on record, mm-hmm. and we're doomed. We're and that's die. all. That's all it was. Everywhere I went, every site, it was one article after the next about it being the hottest month in July in recorded history, and as far as they can tell, the hottest for since one hundred twenty thousand years ago. And we're in a lot of trouble, and it's not good. And while some of these things are true, yes, I looked at Noel and I said, we got to talk about the hottest record, but we got to be the one group of people, the one group that says, what can we do about it? And are we going to be okay? Right. And, I, and, and that's why we're doing that right. today. So there's nothing we can do about it, and we're all going to die. <laughs> right. That's why I wanted to do that's, it. That's, that's why I wanted to do that's it. That's what I wanted, we were hoping for. I wanted you to hear that every website says that it's true, and Noel and I are here to say they're right, and we're in trouble. We're, they're right. We're in trouble. Everything we've said previously about have hope, it's going to be okay, is wrong. Is because, wrong. Why? Because yeah. this month, yes. according to measurements made internationally, mm-hmm was hotter than another month. Uh-huh. It was hot. Yeah. It was hot. There's so, no there's look, no question. Look, we broke every record. The last record was set in 2019. Mm-hmm. And since we've been recording these things, mm-hmm. this is the hottest month on record. So it's true. It's not, it's not start, great. Let's start there. Okay. Let's start there. Okay. Since okay. we've been recording things, these things. Yes. Is an important, it's an important point. Yes. Okay. So. So now... We've only been recording temperature for about 150 years, a little less. Right, right. Okay, so accurate, specific measurements of what's happening on Earth have only been happening about that long. Right. And they were less sophisticated when it started than they are now. So we have more data now than we did then. We have more accurate data now than we did then. Yep. But really specific measurements have only been happening the last 150 years. You can look at the diaries of, of uh, famous dead people, and they often mm-hmm. will tell you what they said the temperature was based on their own measurements, so they can sometimes get an idea of what it was like back maybe, you know, a couple hundred more years than that. Right. But basically, we don't have a ton of data. Right. So that's the first thing you've got to know, that in 150 opportunities, this is the hottest one. Now, what's concerning, obviously, is that it has been hotter in general. Yeah, right? it's been it's hotter just, in and general. That's, and that's something that, you know, we have said on the show is, is the fact, and that yeah. is something that is going on, and yes. that's going to continue to go on. You should also note that the second, I believe it was, 
hottest March in history, or sorry, coldest March in history was also this year. So, so things are wacky and and back and forth, man. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. We're doing a, we're doing a lot to change the environment. We just are. There's a lot that's that's happening that we're involved in. The results of that, I think, we could talk about more. Like, what yeah. is what does this mean, and what's going to happen next, and how do we live with it? I think is falsely reported. And I think that's where we can probably give mm-hmm. you a little bit of relief today. We're trying to do that for you. Yeah. And it, so it says, you know, and, and, and if you're wondering, like, how do we know about 120,000 years ago? How do they have that number? Ooh. Well, they've, they've looked at temperatures found in ancient sediments of layers of ice, as well as on other paleoclimate records. Do you, so do you want to know how to do it? How? How? You know. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know how to do it? Yeah. Okay. So there's a bunch of different ways. Okay. Okay. If you only need to go back, like... 150,000 years or so, yeah. you can take ice cores. Ice cores. Yes, because some of our glaciers are that old. So oh, you can yeah. actually like you can actually take giant like cores where you drill out a big core of ice, Yeah. and you can look in that ice, and you can determine, okay, who knows what an isotope is? Raise your hand. Anybody know what an isotope is? Nobody, nobody knows what an isotope is. Okay, so, uh, okay, so atoms, mm-hmm. okay, they, you think like oxygen's oxygen, right? Carbon's carbon, hydrogen's hydrogen, it's all, it's all just what it is, right? Right, right. Okay, mm, yes, but no, they're slightly different, they are different sizes depending upon how large their nucleus is. Right. Okay? Right. So for like, so basically when it comes to like, um, like, like isotopes of, of, uh, of like oxygen, okay. um, you can have uh, different, basically different weights of it, right? And depending upon what you see up in like a glacier, right? You've got, I think it's 16 or just hydrogen 16 or oxygen 16. Don't quote me on it because I'm, I'm a little fuzzy on it. But yeah. anyways, um, I think it's oxygen. Uh, and if it's 16 versus 18, which means that one is lighter than the other, yeah. the lighter one is more likely to get stored up in the higher latitude uh, in a glacier. Okay. Okay. So you okay. can measure more of that as compared to how much is how much oxygen eighteen there is, which is what you see more of. Oh. Okay. okay. Yeah. And so if you have, when you're looking at the two of them, uh, if you basically can tell the ratio between how much you have one or the other, depending upon how cold it was or how hot it was, you're going to get less. If it's colder, you're going to get more of the sixteen. If it's hotter, you're going to get less of it because it falls down to the ocean. So. When you're dealing with like 160,000 years of time, you can basically just look at how many of one versus how many of the other, and then you can tell how cold it was just by how much of this particular of this isotope o- is left. Uh, okay, 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 okay. So when it comes to uh, like dating back farther than that, what they do is they look at like they'll look at like microscopic organisms, right? Yeah. Because in our cells, in our bodies, we also this like we also have that in, inside of like each one of us. Like that's how they do carbon dating, which I'll talk about in a second. Okay. Um, but like with with uh, with measuring like, measuring temperature, what they like to do is there's specific I forgot the name of it, but there's like a like a like but the size of a period basically. It's okay. this little tiny organism that still exists today and existed back then that they have fossilized. They can find fossilized versions of, and they can get those from the ocean and determine it the opposite way. All right. So like how much heat is there? How many how, like how how much 18 is there versus 16. Right. And right. then by doing that, they say, okay, so hey, how hot was it? They yeah. can also do that by determining, like, another way they like to do it is, like, you look at fossils. Was there an alligator in the Arctic, for right. instance, or in, right. in Antarctica? Yeah. And there was. They yeah. have a fossil of an alligator in Antarctica, which means that Antarctica must have at some point been tropical. Interesting. And that tells you, like, well, heck, if it was tropical, then how warm was it? And so then they 
Wow. They look at the life in there and they determine, yeah. okay, what's what are we looking at? Yeah. And so they can they can take all of this data together and they can basically piece together roughly what about was the temperature like? What was right. the climate like? What were things like? Yeah. So what's wild is that at some point in this planet, it was either hot enough that everything was already melted, mm -hmm. which is a possibility. So we could be not dealing with the hottest temperatures even remotely now. Right. As we, in fact, scientists are pretty certain we're not. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. earlier it was warmer. Yeah. Um, or maybe the earth, the, the, uh, the poles were in a slightly different place and it spanned a different direction because they yeah. also have evidence that it was freezing near the equator in Africa. Yeah. Which oh, really? would be wild, yeah, right? That to see be. that it was frozen in the equator in Africa. Yeah. So it's, anyways. So what I'm saying by, by getting kind of into all of this is there is a lot of history about temperature that is not specific to. We don't get it with thermometers. We get it by doing detect by archaeologists doing detective work. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is why they made Indiana Jones an archaeologist, by the way, is because he's that makes him also kind of a detective, which is yeah, sort yeah. of sweet. That's one a of the, history detective. Well, it's one of the coolest parts about archaeology is yeah. you're literally taking artifacts, fossils, data, and you are now using science to try to, to basically figure out with the information you have what you're looking at. Right. And it's kind of neat the way they do it. It is. Carbon dating, because we talked about that a second ago, is similar. So yeah. with carbon dating, it's actually a little bit cooler. So you have uh, carbon-14 and carbon-12. Right? Yeah. So carbon-12 is everywhere. That's what you're, you see most of. That's stable. It doesn't change. It stays pretty much how it is yeah. unless something changes it. Carbon-14 is radioactive. Okay. So that means that over time, it, it changes. It's, it's, it changes. It's, 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 uh, it has a half-life of like, like 5,600 years or something like that. Uh -huh. So what they can do is because it's changing over time, you have in your body a constant amount of carbon-14 as opposed to carbon-12 because it's constantly being replenished. Right. When you die, it stops getting replenished, right? Right, right? So now, over time, you now have a very specific amount of carbon-14 that isn't being replenished. So as it dies, as its half-life increases, they can measure that. And oh. so they measure how long it's decreased versus how long, like how much carbon is stable in the place. And they take the two of those and they say, okay, well, then this must be that year, that, that old. Wow. It's kind of neat, right? Yeah, yeah. So they can, like, these are all little pieces of detective work that archaeologists will use to figure out what the hell was going on. Right, right. And that's really important when you're looking at climate data that we have over all of the all uh, history of Earth. time, right? Yeah. They're trying to go back about 560 million years is how much time they have where, where you've got like fossils they can find and things that were yeah because i mean the the, the earth has been around for billions of years but b uh, before a certain point in time it doesn't really matter because it's not like anything was running around on here at yeah, first. or if it was we can't find it we can't find it yeah. it's way way out of reach yeah but this this is you know we do want to specify because we are as an environmental podcast we are aware that climate change is happening and this is a real like the the heat that we're experiencing right now is absolutely a result of us adding too much CO2 to the atmosphere. Right. Like, like, we believe it. We're not sitting here saying, like, oh, it's nothing to be worried about. We just read the articles are saying it's the hottest month on record. And they say that, and you go, yes, according to recorded data past 150 years, that's true. And it's possible that it's been 120,000 years since we've had it from what they can use with science to measure. Right. But those variables are very difficult to be 100% certain about pockets of time where something might have been unusual in the past several hundred thousands of yeah, years. I think right? I think kind of what I'm trying to trying to point out is that there's a there's a pretty 
heavy conversation about the fact that if we hit two degrees Celsius hotter on average than we have now, that we'll start a chain reaction that will turn Earth into Venus. Right, right. That's, and that's, that's, that's what that's, a lot of these articles say. That's the, that's the dialogue. Yeah. Is that a possibility? I suppose. I suppose it's a possibility. Yeah. If we continually are, are adding more to this, adding, adding more CO2 to this, and we're making this worse, and we're pulling everything that's in the ground out of the ground, maybe that's possible. I'm just saying the Earth has been hotter than it is now, and life has survived on it. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I don't know... You know, we didn't survive on it. You know, we survived in much colder temperatures than this. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there, there isn't necessarily evidence that, 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 you know, human, at least not as we are now, humans survived in the crazy heat back yeah. then. Yeah. But things survived. And I'm bringing that up just because if the Earth has been hotter than this, then it is something that happened, has happened before, and the Earth has dealt with it and changed with it, right? Mm-hmm. I think that as humans, we did cause this some portion of this problem for sure. Yeah. Nature is reacting to what we're doing and making it potentially, you know, worse for us, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that we have to remember that if we can cause this problem, we can also solve this problem. Yeah. And the 2 degrees centigrade number while possibly accurate I think is a little arbitrary in order to sort of draw a line in the sand to say we can't get there. We've got to do better. We've got to stop. We've got to make it, right? And there isn't there isn't a 100% agreement on that. And the folks who disagree with it are silenced, and that's kind of something that happens a lot now. It's like when we're trying to get people to come along to the idea of, like, this is important, let's do it. Anybody who disagrees with the thing that's important tends to get crapped on. Right. And I'm not saying that isn't, there isn't some validity to that or aren't some good reasons. I think that if we start making this place too hot too quick, we are in trouble. I do. Yeah. I do. But I've never agreed that we should close the conversation so we could have honest answers as to what exactly is happening and yeah. what we should do about it. Because part of the problem we also deal with is that the best solutions that we've come up with are likely presently heating up the earth. Right, right. Right. We're told to drive electric cars, right? and that will solve it. Well, the benefit of electric cars happens at the end of the life cycle of the electric car. Right. All of the emissions from the electric car come up, when you make it. Yeah, up front. At the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So right now, in amping up electric vehicles, we're making things worse yeah. today in the hopes that it will make things better in 10, 15 years, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's, it is something to think about because, again, all those emissions are happening now, Yeah. right? That's likely making things presently worse, although I do think eventually better. Yeah. Solar panels are a fantastic way to produce energy without having to burn anything, right? Yeah. Producing solar panels, particularly the way that we're producing them mostly overseas, is creating way more carbon emissions now. Right. At this moment. Right. And they're not being made as well as they should be, so we're not sure if they're even going to last long enough to give you the benefit that you want, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why we have, which is, I think, really great. We have some really great legislation now to say, let's start building them better and let's start building them here. There's a lot of money to do that, which yeah. is really great that our government realized, well, hell, if we do this the way we're doing it, I don't have to believe that, and I'm sorry. No, 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 that's fine. That's if we're, if we're If we're doing... If we're doing that, um, we need to do it right, and we need to do it in such a way that it actually is good for the environment and is sustainable. Yeah. 
But some of the heating that's happening and some of what we're dealing with right now is the fact that there is a heck of a lot more industry happening overseas. It was yeah. not the hottest month in America. Okay. It was not. Yeah. I think it was, I mean, it was like number six or something. Yeah. Right? But it wasn't. We're creating, I mean, we're producing a lot more carbon emissions everywhere else mm -hmm. in order to try to make things feel better in the U.S. Yeah. And I think that's a place where we really have to look at what we're doing and how we're going about this and what solutions were, are actually effective. Yeah. Because the things we're doing are, are presently, I don't think eventually, but presently they are making things worse and potentially are making things hotter. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so there's two things I want to say. First off, you taught me earlier about ice cores. And I think that that sounds like a really great genre of music mm -hmm. that people should be into. They yes. should say, like, I'm into ice core. You know, I think that would be, like, I'm thinking about starting that one. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and I think the first album should be called Isotope. <laughs> Absolutely. Ice Core with her first debut album, Isotope. Yeah. Secondly, the thing about the... Although that's a music style, so it didn't make any sense. <laughs> the top band in Ice Core should be called Isotope. There, there I, caught you go. Up, I caught up to There him. you go. The genre of Ice Core has a band called Isotope. Yeah. That's absolutely what it should be. And their album is called Carbon 14. Carbon 14. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Now we've created it. Now the genre exists. It's been spoken into reality. Mm -hmm. Two, I was going to say, I wonder, and this is, what's so interesting about the show is, you know, um, a lot of the information that Noel just gave me and Veronica, I... I wasn't aware of the carbon dating and the isotopes and all that stuff. It's just not something that I research. And so I'm on the outside always getting like the bits of information. And so they say the thing about the 1.5 degrees Celsius increase, you know, global, and like people go back and forth about what that number means. And I keep thinking to myself, is that because the scientists like it, it's a speed limit in a way, as in, as in they had to sit around and go, one guy said, well, technically, we could go to 75 miles per hour, and we'll probably be fine. They're like, I don't know. And they weigh the way people receive information, and they sit there, and they go like, I think we're going to have to land on 55 or 65 or whatever because it's the most average number that people are going to survive under. We've done the, we've measured the information available. And so I wonder with like the degrees and how many more we're going to go up, are they just rounding it or picking a number to say, if we tell them this number, then maybe we've got a chance at everybody banding together and making this work rather than they say the real number and it, and it all falls apart. I think you accidentally stumbled upon a perfect analogy. Really? Yeah. Yay, Jacob! <laughs> <laughs> speed limit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, do you remember when the speed limit, these the, the kids in the room are not going to remember this. Okay. Speed limit used to be 55. Miles I do, that I remember that. the max across this country. You could not go faster than 55. There was a now. song by Mr. Sammy Hagar that said, I can't drive 55! <laughs> now it seems so tame in comparison to yeah. you're like, 55? Yeah. Please. Yeah. So, go on. Okay, so uh, that speed limit was put into place because of an oil shortage. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. This is awesome. This is the kind of information I love that we can share on this show. So, there was, in the, in the, in the early 70s, there was a massive oil shortage. That's mm -hmm. why we have the oil reserve now that, that keeps getting drawn from when the gas price, prices get too high, uh -huh. right? There was, like, there was no, there were lines for gas that went for miles. And you would wait in the line for gas, and you didn't know if you were going to get any. And yeah. people would put in, like, a gallon of gas and, and then just have to not travel and be super careful because there was no fuel. I remember learning and about this, it yes. it caused economic disasters. It caused, yeah. like, it was a total freaking mess because we're so dependent on oil, and there wasn't any. 
Okay, so in order to solve that, we have our strategic oil reserve. That's one thing that was put into place. Yeah. The other thing that was put into place is we need to use less oil. We need to use less fuel. Yeah. Well, the most, they went to the automotive engineers and they said, what is the most efficient speed to drive a vehicle and make sure that we use less fuel? And they said, if you hold it at 55 miles per hour, on average, across the cars, that's going to give you the most efficiency for the vehicles. Yeah. So they made the speed limit 55 in order to save fuel. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And they held it even beyond when there was a fuel problem for years. It wasn't yeah. until Bill Clinton in 96 or something like that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, they said, we don't need to do this anymore. The states can set their own speed limit. The federal speed limit, I think, is 75 now. So that's what I'm curious Maybe in a relation to climate change. So how it relates to climate change, I'm so sorry. It was a good analogy. Yeah. I just got lost in my story. <laughs> flipping moron. Um, the reason I think it's a good analogy is because I think that, I think that you talk to scientists who want to make sure that they're right. Yeah. I don't think there's anything nefarious here. I really don't. Yeah. I think that the information is taken and sometimes used for nefarious purpose, but I don't think there's anything nefarious. I think it's like, hey... We want to be safe. At what point is this potentially going to be a problem, right? Right. And so then they calculate and go, well, look, it starts to be a real problem here. Yeah. And if enough things go wrong, it really could take off and it could be a, an issue. Yeah. So let's set the number based upon what we know is going to work. Right. 55 miles per hour. Yes. We need to tell everybody that this is the target. Yes. Because if we sit here and argue or debate over what we could get away with, right. that's not going to be enough. We need right. to really drill in and say, let's aim here, guys, right. now, to I save think, everybody. I think that the average driver can do a pretty good job surviving at about 70 miles an hour. I think that's about the average. Probably. Yeah. We're looking at that also with climate change. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing that we don't also talk about. Yeah. A well-trained driver on a well-made track can be surrounded by other well-trained drivers on well-trained tracks and drive 200 miles per hour without crashing. Yeah, it's true. They do it every weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. People go watch it. Yes. Yeah. So my point with that is with technology, with training, with some assistance as to how do we actually pull this off with the vehicles being incredible, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You can have a car race where people are going over 200 miles an hour and there is someone directly behind them, directly in front of them, all around them, and all of them are doing just fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Say, so... We as a we as a incredibly intelligent species sometimes sometimes not but yeah. usually sometimes not yeah we can do that yeah we can sort this out in fact we are sorting this out we are working on solutions some of the solutions maybe are causing some problems today but they're pretty good yeah right like yeah. they they are going to work out in the long term right mm -hmm. and these are just the ones that we hear about Right. There's tons of stuff behind the scenes that are being developed and worked on all the time that don't get the attention. It all comes down, it all really in the end comes down to energy. That's the reason that it is so hot. Yeah. Right? We talk, it's, just, it's just how do we make energy how are we making more energy? efficiently? How do we make it in a way that it does not destroy the planet? And there is way more tech out there than people realize for doing this. Yeah. We just got to keep pushing it along. We got to keep getting it there. Yeah. That's, that's really what it comes down to. 
And I think we'll make it. I think that we can go significantly faster than 55 miles per hour and still be okay. I think so. But I like that they drew the line in the sand there. I and think it's a good place to draw the line. I think it's a good place for us to go for. Yeah. And I think it's okay to sound the alarm every once in a while that things are getting hotter. And we don't do it enough because people misunderstand it. We should sound the alarm that things are getting colder. <laughs> right, 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 right. It's true. It's true. The extremes aren't good. Yeah. And this this episode, this episode, and why I wanted to do it was, look, the alarms are being sounded. They're being sounded. You 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 go on the internet. Everybody is ringing the bells and saying it's too hot, and maybe there's not enough articles out there to say it got too cold and that things are messed up. We get it, but if you're gonna have everybody continually drive 55 miles an hour, a lot of people are 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 kind of like, wait wait, are the alarms mean it's over? We can't we can't drive anymore. It's like that's right. the end. We can't get out in the road. This is it's over. And we're no. like, you, no, no, no. If anything, more, our work is is more intense, more focused, and we need to all come together even more. There doesn't need to be this mass hysteria. There needs to be more focus. Like, don't let the alarm go, ah, I can't, I can't, I can't. You know what I mean? And that's why I wanted to do this show. Yeah. It's like all the news is saying it's a disaster. It's a disaster. So. I... In 2019, when it was the hottest month on record, barely, barely cooler than what just happened. Yeah. D- we all freaked out. Mm-hmm. We all freaked out then, too. Yeah. There's going to be another one, guys. Like, there's yeah. going to be another hottest month. This is what happens. When, you're, when you realize you've got a problem, <laughs> it's, it takes, takes the time to fix It takes the time to fix the problem. problem. Yeah. You get, it gets hotter. We knew it was getting hotter. It's going to keep getting hotter. This July, last July... Is not the hottest July that's ever going to be on record. No, no. It's not. No, no. There's going to be a hotter month. Yeah, I wish I could say in 2024 would be like, well, that was the worst one. We've done it. No. But that's not the case. We got, this is going to be years of this. Yeah. And so I did bring in with me today, and then we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, things that we can do. But I brought in here today, this is a sheet from NASA. This is from NASA. This is, this is a very... They've like got straight, a few smart people there. Yeah, they got a few smart people there. This is their take. Okay. And I wanted to read this to you because, to me, I wasn't discouraged by it. I think they are saying flat out, this is where we are. Okay? So okay. I'm, ga- I'm going to bring you the, Let's do the it. NASA news. It says, of course, the title of this, is it too late to prevent co- climate change? That's the title. It says, humans have caused major climate change to happen already, and we have set in motion more changes still. That's true. We know it. We're part of the problem. However, if we stopped emitting greenhouse gases today, they just all stopped, the rise in global temperatures would begin to flatten within a few years. Temperatures would then plateau, but remain well elevated for many, many centuries. There you go. If they stopped all tomorrow... They would they would plateau, but they would just the temperatures would just remain that way for a couple hundred years. That's just the way it goes. There is a time lag between what we do and when we feel it, but the lag is less than a decade. Okay, so within a decade, you'd start to feel like it's not going up anymore; it's plateauing. While the effects of human activities on Earth's climate to date are irreversible on the timescale of humans alive today. Every little bit of avoided future temperature increases results in less warming that would otherwise persist for essentially forever. So they're saying, don't give up. Keep doing the thing. Keep trying to find ways to reduce the greenhouse gas emissions, please, because everything that you're doing today is going to make a difference in a 10-year time span. Right. You're going to see a change. So 
to me, I was encouraged by that because I was like, we are, there are major efforts to reduce greenhouse gases. But like Noel said, we're in a really tricky spot right now because everybody's like, we got to make solar. We got to make electric. We got to develop and build. There's so many people on this planet. There's just so many of us that we're just making and building and manufacturing. And it's a lot. So if we want to slow them, it's the focused effort of, okay, can we stop making things all the time? It's, we're, doing, we're doing the thing. We're, we're long-term goal. We're looking to the future. But if we're every, all of us are like, I got to go out and buy the brand new greatest, best electric car tomorrow, then the, the machines just keep going and keep churning and keep making stuff. And that's something that has to be addressed. We got to... Yeah. I mean, I think what has to be addressed is, is what, how do we produce the power. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's energy. Right. Because if you, if you were to build, if you were to make batteries, right. I mean, like there, there's some, there's just some smelting involved. that's just going to create emissions. It just is. I I don't, uh, well, that a severe change. I don't know how you to fix that, but the energy required to do it, which is a big part of it. Um, that can be fixed. Yeah. Right. We talk, we talk a lot about nuclear power on this show. I, I like it. I like it. It's clean. It's it's really energy dense. Yep. It's really good, yep. and you know they they can make them now better than they made them before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it would, it would really solve a lot of problems very quickly. Well, it just would. Yes, it's would yes. because you have We've just talked about it a lot. You have unbelievable amounts of power that create no emissions whatsoever, and that handles a significant part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, to their credit, China is making a ton of nuclear power plants. Yeah. Like they're actually ramping that up big time to try to replace their coal because actually, you, believe it or not, in China, they are very afraid of climate change. Wow. They actually are working very hard to fix it, which yeah. is fantastic welcome news, right? Yes, this is yes, in the yes. last five years or so. They have, they have, there's a lot of people over changed there. the way they think about this. Yeah. Right. And they, and they are doing it differently, which is really good. Yeah. Um, they still don't want to give up their economy. They still don't want to give up their advantage. So they're going to continue to pollute like crazy while they get there. But kind of like you said in the article, like there's there's a lag. Like you start doing stuff, and then it kind of over time it, over it changes. Time. Yeah. The thing that nobody ever talks about is if you can get yourself in the problem in the first place, you can get yourself out of the problem. Mm-hmm. We have jokingly said many times uh, that look, in in the end, the Earth will sort itself out, even if it has to kill us to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're, we're joking, but it's also true. It's yeah. like the earth's going to figure it out with, with or without people on it. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. this idea that it's, that it's a never, like it is an unfixable problem and that it will like, yeah. So it will plateau for a long period of time until we cool it back and then get the carbon back in the ground, mm-hmm. get the carbon out of the air, mm-hmm. get the not the nitrogen out of the, get the knock, excuse me, out of the air, yeah, the ozone yeah. out of the air, get yeah. these other you get the methane out. Like once we start to sort that out and pull that back, it will reverse itself. Yeah. It will. Yeah. It's just, are we going to do that? Yeah. I, and that's the that's, that's the question to on. ask everybody. Yeah. Are we going to do that? Yeah. And yeah. I think that overwhelmingly, people, particularly young ones, agree. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. What do we have to do? I'll do my part. Yeah. I'll sure. do my part. Most people will do their part. It really, you can see it everywhere you look. Yeah. The direction is correct. What people are trying to do is correct. The attitude of young people is correct. The thing that's incorrect is that these young people believe that it's too late. Yeah, and it's not. They're going to do all this, and it's not going to make a difference, and they're going to live in a hellhole. You're not going to live in a hellhole. Yeah. You're not. 
And what you're doing is going to make it better for someone else in the future. It's true. It might, you're not going to have as cool a temperature as they had 50 and 100 years ago. You're not for your lifetime. That's already, that, that is decided. That was decided before. Yeah, many years ago. That's done. Yeah. But it is a livable environment. You can make this environment work. And your attitude that you have of let's make it better, let's do our part, is what is going to fix things so that people in the future don't have to live in a worse situation. Right. And that's really who you're fighting for. That's who you're fighting for. It says right here, it says, but it may not be too late to avoid or limit some of the worst effects of climate change. It says responding to climate change will involve a two-tier approach. Number one, mitigation, reducing the flow of greenhouse gases into the atmosphere. Nah, we'd Step one. We Talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Step two, adaptation. Learning to live with and adapt to the climate change that has already been set in motion. The key question is, is what will our emissions of carbon dioxide and other pollutants be in the years to come? That is literally what Noel just said, and that is what NASA said. So they said, you got two things you can do. NASA agrees with me? So you and NASA are on the same page. Well, hooray. Mitigate and ad- adapt. So we our grandchildren to- will go, this is the July I'm used to. Yeah. It's always this hot. This is my July. It's this hot. is my July. Is it's hot as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it is. Yep. So. It is. But look, I, I read a lot of this. I read a lot of biographies. You do. You do. You're a very I, well-read man. And I was talking before about how sometimes the diaries of historical people will talk about the temperatures. Yeah. Dude, during the Revolutionary War, there's a ton of records about the most brutal, hot as hell summers mm-hmm. yeah. that they yeah. were dealing with, where yeah. it was like they didn't know how they were going to make through the heat, how mm-hmm. they could get enough water to the soldiers, how they could get, a, get along. Temperatures way up in the hundreds. Yeah. Right? And they talked about how bitterly, unbelievably freezing cold it was as yeah. well. Yeah. So this has happened. Write that down. Forever. Oh, I said an A word. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. This has happened forever. It's not like we are the first people to deal with it. Yeah. People have dealt with it forever. Yeah. The difference is a little bit. Yeah. Slightly hotter. Yeah. Slightly colder. Yeah. And the, those people, our ancestors, man, they, they were wearing way too many layers of clothes in the summer because it was like the prim and proper thing to do. They had no air conditioning. They didn't have easy access to ice and water and all sorts of the creature comforts that we have. We happen to be, especially where we live, a lot of air conditioning that you can get into. There's a lot of ways to stay cool. Um, and you know, unfortunately, Wait air conditioning is also a contributor to the problem. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, because yeah, of yeah. because of the energy it requires. Yeah, yeah, but you were about to say something. Why? Why would we create something to to solve our discomfort with heat? <laughs> because it was too hot. Why did we do that? <laughs> exactly. What? Wait, you're telling me that things were hot. Uh-huh. People didn't like it, and, so, and they- so we invented something to be cooler. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to continue to do that. Why would we do that? (laughs) That's so weird that humans would do that. So that's adaptation right there. How odd is it that we adapted to the environment? Yeah. Weird. Mm. Strange. Odd. So do you honestly think that we can't come up with something better in 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 or 100 or 1,000 daggum years Uh than we have now? We can. With all the information we have today? And all of the supporting technology that exists today, you think we can't come up with something better? Of course we can come up with something better. We are currently living with the problems of what people didn't know before. Right. And we know it now, and people actively work on it all the time. It is a forefront problem Mm -hmm. on the minds 
of every government official that you see, of every person walking down the street. It's a, this is a concern. It's not being ignored. It's known. It's understood. Yeah. It is being worked on. It is better now than it was 20 years ago. Yeah. It will be better. We will be doing better in 20 years than we were doing today at reducing our carbon footprint. We yeah. will do better. We are, the evidence is there. We are already doing better. But the temperatures are getting worse because that was already decided. Yeah. So yeah. all we can do is keep on is mitigate and adapt, <laughs> which is keep on doing better at cutting them down and then understand that this is the world we live in and we are going to have to find a way to survive in it. Yeah. And we're going to invent things like air conditioning. Air <laughs> conditioning. I love that. I want there to be a company called air conditioning. Um, that's true. So, again, it's hot outside. It's important to find ways to stay cool and stay safe because, you know what? Dehydration and overheating, not good. But not how, good. Can be very bad for you. How? How can we do that, Jacob? How can we... I have right here... How can we stay out of the heat? What do we do? <laughs> I know. It says... So here was the... This it already... The article starts out by saying um, it's been very hot mm. and July was hot. So it says extreme heat is extremely dangerous and can even be deadly. We know that heat is the leading weather-related cause of death in the United States. So the United States, where we live... It's the leading weather condition that can More lead to death. More death from hot than from snow. Than from snow. Prolonged exposure to hot temperatures can result in heat exhaustion, heat stroke, heat cramps, sunburn, and heat rash. Mm-hmm. Infants and young children, adults over the age of 65, people who are overweight and people who are on certain medications um, are most at risk for heat-related illness. So people who work outside, people who are their jobs in the sun and the heat all day long. Mm. So children produce more body heat and sweat. Uh, wait, wait. Children produce more body heat and sweat less than adults. Mm. Oh, my kids are pretty stinky. I don't know about that. And tend to not stay hey, as hydrated. Think about their potential. I know. I know. Right? Right? If they're right. this stinky now, what are they going to be like when they grow up? What kind of grown up adult, stinky adults could they be? Wow. If they're not sweating as much as they will. I know. Although Ewan is, is, uh, yeah. is grown. Yeah, he is grown. Ewan's probably he's, making the, he's making ma- the funk he's going to make. The glands are, yeah. are in place. Yeah. Uh, they children tend to tend to stay not as hydrated, making them more sensitive to the heat. So, Although when they hydrate, they hold the cup right up to their head and they. And they go, <laughs> I love it. It's I my love favorite. it. My favorite, my favorite. My favorite conversation of millennials and Gen X online, where the Gen Zers have come out and been like. I see all these things about you guys drinking from the garden hose. Did you, like, not know about how to go inside and get a glass of water from the tap? And all the, you know, millennials and Gen Xers are like, uh, we weren't allowed inside. (laughs) So, like, we drank from the garden hose because when we were kids, our parents were like, go out and play. Go away. And when you came up to the front door and you went, can I come in and get a drink of water? They went, no, go. And you just grabbed the hose and went... Like that because that's how it was. So I thought it was a hilarious rebuttal because they were like, why didn't you just go? Why are you drinking from the hose outside? It's like, because we were outside like 24-7 outside yeah. all the time. So that, it was they, different. They, it was a different time. It different was different. Time. Yeah. So anyway, so the most important thing is keep your home and your body as cool as possible. Yes. Uh, exhibit B. Exhibit B. Right? R.I.P. Paul Rubens. That we exhibit get B. Pee-wee. Pee-wee. Uh, go on, go on. Yeah, no, go that on. Was, but that was, I'm glad we did that, though. Yeah. He deserves his R.I.P. Exhibit B. <laughs> Exhibit B of We Change. Yes. 
Yes. Now the kids are allowed inside. Yes. Now the kids are given water that isn't, you know. Yeah. Now the kids are given, the they're getting Brita and pure water. <laughs> yes. By the way, we, uh, God knows what things were in the water went out of our rusty garden hoses in the garden, and we're fine. Right. We're fine. Well, it's like you were saying about survivor's bias, right? Right. Like right, right. The, that was true. Like, that's the the true. fact that we all, like, like how easy it was. Oh, we were, I was outside 24 hours a it day. Was, I, was, I was dodging traffic. I was driving. I rode a skateboard like, down a, down a 400 foot hill with no worry. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, you, we did all that, and we survived. We made it. We but, survived. But, you know, there's not everybody some did. some kids that didn't make it, and there's a reason I why hell thinks... I a couple who died. <laughs> yeah. Like, from activity. Yeah. Like, and from doing stuff like that. And you go, you go. that is the survivor bias, and that's yeah. important to say, is that, that even when people from our generation make the jokes about, like, well, we didn't need helmets, or we didn't need seatbelts, or whatever, <laughs> that like, is uh, 100% survivor bias, yes. because, um, yeah, they started making helmets and seatbelts because people be dying. And so they had to fix the problem. Now they die less. They die less. That's good. So that's good. We learned how to protect people. They die less. The parents now are concerned about whether or not their children are indoors and whether or not they're drinking well or whether or not they're going to get kidnapped and flown away to some far off place. Right. But parents now worry about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not call that a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I saw this video of this lady. It was on TikTok, and she was she was holding her infant baby in the passenger seat, and the lady was driving full speed, and she was just holding her like this. And I was looking in the comments, and people were like, this is unbelievable. This, this, somebody should report this woman. This woman's on her way. And, of course, somebody's chiming in. They're like, that's how our grandparents <laughs> carried You know, that's a card. It's like... Fine. Yeah. We're really glad you made it. We're really, really glad you made it, that you survived with your grandparents and your parents carrying you in the front seat of the car while they drive. Not everybody made it. And we now, as parents, put them in safer places so that everybody's going to make it. And that's the whole plan. It's like we want to make people survive, not just be like, well, my grandparents held me while they were driving with one hand. Everybody Is should. Is that what it was? The person was driving and holding the no, baby there, while she driving? Was, she was sitting in the passenger seat yeah. in her seatbelt, but she was just holding her baby, and they were going full speed on the road while the person was driving. And I was going, okay, sure, whatever choice you want to do here, but that's putting the baby's life at risk if you get a sudden slamming on the brakes, that baby is not secure. And so when people in the comments come in and say, this is such a tangent from our episode, when they come in the comments and go, well, that's the way we used to do it, you go, sure, but we got better at doing it. Yeah. We got better, we got way I, better at I, doing it. I uh, I will, I don't, I, probably the person's just jerk, but yeah. I'm, the kind of, I'm always going to ask the follow-up questions, yeah. right? Yeah. And I, we don't have answers to them, yeah. but yeah. I would want to know, was the seatbelt in the back broken? Yeah, yeah. Was the... And why was, are they filming it and putting it on the internet? Was the car, <laughs> someone felt... They were filming themselves they were filming, doing it? Who, yeah. was, who was filming who? The driver. The was driver filming was filming themselves while the lady was holding the baby like this. And I was like, wow, why would you film yourself and put it on yeah. the internet? That's pretty bad. It's pretty bad, right? That's pretty bad. You I were, thought someone was driving by and saw somebody who had had a baby in their arms and they were driving along and they were and they were like, like why is someone doing that? No. Because in was, that circumstance, it'd be like, well, do we know what the circumstances are? Circumstance is the baby suffering from something? Are they trying to get this kid to a hospital? Totally. And they can't fit him in the back seat because the seatbelt's broken. No, this I don't was know. this was the lady driving, filming herself like this, like, and then you see her bro. friend with the baby. And I was going, stupid. Yeah, that's, that's hard to defend. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to defend. Yeah. But anyway, I digress. 
we were talking about survivor's bias, and now we have ways to take care of the, the children. They A lot of them do stay inside because, yeah, it gets hot, but a lot of them live virtual friend lives anyway. Noel and I talk about that all the time. A lot of our kids, they can hang out with their friends all summer long online. Yeah. They can go on to a game and have conversations and play for hours at a time without even stepping outside. And Not an option 20 years ago. I will bet. Yeah. In 20 years... Parents will have learned something from that. Yeah. And they'll look at that and they'll be like, okay, this worked. This thing didn't work. So we're now going to do this thing and we're they're going to yeah. yeah. change it. Yeah. We keep, we keep adapting. We keep getting, trying anyway to get better. Yeah. And sometimes it goes well and sometimes it goes poorly, but yeah. we keep trying to do better. Yeah. We're trying to we do, do better. Um, do we have, is the show over? Do we have to go? Do we, have to we should go soon. Yeah. We got to, we got to get out of here, but here's, here's some things. Sorry. I'm just going to rain them off high, real quick. High speed. High speed. Sorry, gang. We're just, you know. we're just, we're just have, look, there was a lot look when, when, when the news says it's the hottest month in the record and you got this noggin full of the juice. Yeah. Sorry, pal. You got to let it go. I know. I told you I wanted to come in, come in today yeah. and just give the goods. Give the goods. I wanted you to give the goods and you uh, did. I hope I brought some goods. You delivered. Yeah. You delivered. It was like sitting next to a scientist. I'm not a scientist, <laughs> but I play one. On but a I play one on a podcast. <laughs> Keep your home and body as cool as possible. So basically, stay in an air conditioned building. Although it does talk about that is a one of the challenges that we have. You can do things like closing your shades. Don't use your stove or your oven. Um, the, there are ways that you can do things in your house. You know, the, a cool bath or shower, placing wet cloths or ice on your wrists, neck, and temples, wearing mm-hmm. light-colored, loose-fitting fabrics like cotton and linen, and dressing your children in loose, light clothes as well. So there's mm-hmm. sort of things that you can do. Um, things about taking breaks in the shade if you are outside. Recognize the signs of heat exhaustion and heat stroke. If you are a family member or neighbor, start to exhibit signs. So here's the things that you need to look out for. Heavy sweating. Mm. I'm talking about you're nervous about asking the girl out heavy sweating. Like just just fountains of sweat pouring down your face, your palms, your pits. Your butt crack, all of them. Airplane. Air, everywhere. In, in airplane, in airplane. When he's sweating. Yes, that yes, kind of sweat. yes, yes, yes. The key and peel sketch yes. where he's got the, the sweat just yeah. pouring down the front of his face. Mm-hmm. Heavy sweating. Yeah. Cold, pale, clammy skin. Fast. Well, I always have cold, yes. pale, clammy yes. skin. That's yes. my life. Yes, it's true. Fast. I'm a joke. When <laughs> <laughs> a person loses their mind on the show, I'm a joke. No, I'm just a clammy, pale, awful person. He's he's giving me the weird owl. He knows he gets me every time when he does this weird owl scream. Um, Fast or weak pulse. So if your pulse is quickening or starting to slow down, uh, nausea or vomiting, muscle cramps, tiredness or weakness, dizziness, headache, fainting. So these are some things that like if it was really hot outside and you were feeling those conditions like you do when you're getting sick, mm. you should you should probably make sure you're hydrated, that you're staying cool. Um, that's really important. So you you move to a cool place, loosen your clothes, put cool wet cloths on your body. So there's a lot of things that you can do to prevent yourself from getting any kind of heat stroke. Um, so make sure you're taking care of yourself out there. There was recently, it's it's it has a lot to do with humidity too. If you're outside and the humidity is high, then your body can't release the sweat it needs to, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's like a major part of, of heat stroke as if mm-hmm. it's like a really hot day. So just take care of yourselves out there in these hot months. Learn to adapt. Learn to find ways to, to make it cooler and... Um, there are all sorts of local 
neighborhood warnings and city warnings about like when it's a good time to run your air conditioning. Be my air conditioning. Be mindful of those because we don't want to stress the energy too much. And, you know, we need to learn how to keep our houses set at a decent temperature until some brilliant person comes up with a new idea, new technology, new amazing thing that adapts and keeps us cool without straining the energy so much. Mm. Right. Mm. So that's it. Mm. That's awesome. It. Those awesome. are just the things closing just things out. Don't forget about water. Yeah, water. Water's Most, key, man. But like drink a lot of it and try to put yourself near it. Yeah. I, like that's throughout history, that's how every single animal yeah. on the planet has done it. It's like the, the water stays more stable in temperature than the air does. Yeah. So if you're really, really hot and there is an ocean nearby or a lake nearby or a river nearby or something, cool off. Or if you can jump into a cold bath, yeah. cold shower, something like like Water is really good. Water is really cooling good. you down. H two O, yeah. Yeah, and it's good to drink. You have a lot of it, and your body can yeah. help deal with this kind of stuff. Stay hydrated, mate. Stay hydrated. Um, it's about, as Clayton would say, it's about the hydration. It's mate. about the hydration, mate. <laughs> Russell Crowe. Clayton via Russell Crowe. Yeah. That's his That's favorite right. impersonation. It's about the hydration, mate. It's about the hydration, mate. Pardon me, miss. No, I can't do that one. <laughs> can't do that joke. I can't do that joke. But uh, th- again. This is the this is the biofilm. There was one more thing in there. Which you one? said that uh, I thought was another really nice analogy for the situation. You okay. talked about the shade, staying in the shade. Yeah. Okay. So, why would anybody plant a tree like an oak tree, yeah. as an example? Yeah. If not for their care for nature and the environment and the rest of it, and the reason I say that is, you plant an oak tree, and it's going to take it thirty. 40 years to really turn into the kind of tree that's going to give shade mm-hmm. to someone else. Mm-hmm. So the person who plants that oak tree didn't do it so they could have shade. There you go. So think about that. This is something that we've been like, you've got trees that line streets all over the place. You've got lots of trees in lots of different places that are there shading you. Some of those just came from naturally from nature but a lot of those, particularly if you see in parks and things where they organize it, those are planted. Yeah. So somebody did care a long time ago about whether or not you should have shade. Mm-hmm. And they planted a tree. It's the same thing we're doing now with the decisions you make for the environment, with the decisions that you make to try to use a little less energy, to try to use slightly more efficient products, to try to... Use those products a little bit less. You are planting a tree that will have shade that you will probably never experience. Yeah. Well said. But it's the right thing to do. And someone will be very glad when they sit under that tree one day that you did. Perfectly said. Perfect way to close out the show. Thank you for listening to us. I know that these subjects are tough sometimes because when we choose things like climate change and the hottest month on record. A lot of the news out there is doom and gloom, but we at the BioFriendly Podcast pride ourselves on leaving you on what Noel just left you with, which is we're doing what we can today. This show is planting a tree. That's what we're doing. We're Mm -hmm. trying to help generations to come. And we're glad you join us uh, from week to week and let us educate you, make you laugh, share some fun stories, have some random tangents. And we just, it's, it's our pleasure to do it. We talked about being busy um, at the top of the show, but honestly, we're j- we love doing this, and we love the opportunity to dig into subjects and have you as an audience. So, again, it's our favorite time of the week. It's our favorite time of the week. We this, we get to we get to laugh and play and educate and talk to you. 
So thank you for being with us for all this time. If you're new to the show, welcome and make sure you're sharing and letting people know, subscribe, let, you know, talk to your friends and say, this is really different than what you'd expect being an environmental podcast. It's really a comedy podcast that has environmental messages. It's really what's behind everything. So we're, we're just grateful to have you there and uh, we're going to get to our tags now. So uh, we have been your beacon of light in a gloomy environment. Bringing you top quality content since 1823. Um, I think it's already... Why, science? Um, science. Am I already there? Yeah, science. It's a science without the shaming. Stiffness. Stiffness. Science without the stiffness. Green without the groaning. I, I don't know why I remember that. You I'm did. You're, did. You're doing yeah. great. And then my next one is... Oh, uh, careful. You'll catch feelings. This show is about patience. Or did I jump one, Veronica? You did. I did. I did. I'm sorry. Inspiring. I'm a jumble. Oh, inspiring fear and love. I jumped ahead. Oh. And then I think it still causes pancreatitis, though, right? Doesn't, <laughs> yeah. it, isn't that what I said? Was my yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Is he uh, this show is, is about patience. Okay, show is about. And then I say, careful, you'll catch feelings. This is the tough one, Noli. <laughs> but you kerosene g- guy, and. Um, and, and, you got one. And Bob the Impaler? Uh, no. <laughs> and Corn. Corn Dog Rogers. <laughs> Kerosene guy, Corn Dog Rogers. Yep. Have been engaged, in a, have been in an epic battle in my head for generations. I'll take it. I'll take it. You got Kerosene guy. had a lifelong battle in my head. Then mine would be, this is, oh, 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 we'll turn your friends into and we'll turn your into enemies. enemies. <laughs> we will enemize your we'll, friends. We'll turn your enemies into friends. Yes. And, and uh, mine, obviously, I remember. Of course. Because it's just we're been... We're down here. with the... Well, we're down with the hooey. There you go. And that's it. We did them. That's it. We yeah. did them so well. That, so well. And without... Veronica says... Corn Dog Rogers and Kerosene... I got to start corn, with Corn Dog you, you Rogers. Gotta, you got to start your mornings. Corn Dog Rogers <laughs> and Kerosene Guy have had an epic battle in yeah. my head. I want you to... Right? Lifelong. A lifelong battle in my you head. You got to start brushing your teeth in the morning, looking in the mirror and going, Corn Dog Rogers, Kerosene Guy. Corn Dog Rogers, Kerosene Guy. And with that, Veronica says... Happy Nuggets and stop and smell the flowers. Wonderful. Goodbye, you guys. It's the Bio Friendly Podcast. It's the Bio Friendly Podcast.